Hello, I'm Lily Griffin. I'm John Griffin. And this is our scripture reading. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Indeed, we call blessed those who showed endurance. You have heard of the endurance of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you to Lily and John for reading our scripture and to Nick and Joey for helping with our intro today. Appreciate that. Will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. If you spend much time around Washington Park United Methodist Church, it will not be long before you hear reference to the Lort Sisters, L-O-R-T, the Lort Sisters. You can even see the organ that came from their home. It's in our library in the back of the sanctuary. Or you can see pictures of them on our centennial quilt that's under plexiglass in the main entryway. You may think, who are these people? And why are they important to our congregation? Ellen and Hattie Lort came to this Wash Park neighborhood from Maryland in the 1890s. They were living with their father, Frank, and on Sundays, they went to church. But because there was no church in this neighborhood, they would ride the trolley car and take a couple of different connections to make their way to Trinity United Methodist Church, which is in downtown Denver. You probably have driven by it. They loved being at church, but they did not love getting there. In fact, after church, they just missed one of the trolley cars, and so they'd have to wait a whole hour before it came, and then they'd have to make connections. And in those days, it was just exhausting. And so Ellie and Hattie Lort dreamed of a church in the Washington Park neighborhood. According to this little book that was written in the 1950s by Lydia Lort, it's called A Church Bell Rings in Denver. According to the book, in 1892, the sisters saw in the paper an article about a local Methodist pastor who had met with some people in this neighborhood to start a church in this neighborhood. They were very excited. They contacted the pastor to see what was going on. Unfortunately, he said, no, no, nothing came of that meeting. The people felt it was not the right time to start a church. 
but we would like to invite the children of the neighborhood to come to Sunday school in our home, said Hattie. Our place is small, but we want to try it, said Ellie. In fact, we've told the children of the neighborhood that we intend to start Sunday school this Sunday. The pastor, Reverend John Collins, was moved, and he said that he would come too, and he'd do a sermon. Other people came as well, and from that Sunday service, people in the neighborhood were moved to start raising funds to build this church. Those that met together found strength and hope in each other. And since then, this particular community of faith has kept looking toward the future and putting our resources towards making a place for children and for families, for faith to continue to thrive and flourish into the future. In the 1950s, the education building was born, or born, built, or born, you know. It's the building that is where the younger part of the preschool is located. And a little less than 10 years ago, um, the church looked at some underused real estate in the basement and um, rebuilt that out to make our foxes and owls classroom. Over and over again, the community of Washington Park United Methodist Church has found strength in each other and supported one another to dream for a new day. But it wasn't always an easy road. If you read this little book, of which we have many copies, there were hard times. In the early 1900s, it was some snowstorms that actually shut down the whole city, and the community had to band together to make it through. Following that, there were two world wars. There was the Great Depression. And all of those things that were happening in the country created a way for, the, for this community to pull together and to go, get through it. Now, this little book ends in the 1950s, but if you heard the video that was at the very beginning of the service, if you didn't get to hear it well, go on our YouTube page and you can hear it. If you heard stories on that video, you hear that as, as recently as 20 years ago, this congregation had dwindled down to just a few families and might have been a church in decline. But because of the hope they found in each other and the courage to dream, this little group of people prayed for young families and the chance to pass down to another generation the joy and the fellowship of this place. And one thing that I thought was very poignant, as Reverend Dr. Richard Evans says, we are the future that they hoped for, and we'll be hoping for a future that is to come. Our scripture in James today talks about patience, about hanging in there even when the going gets tough. It's about the gift that endurance brings. 
He talks about planting a seed and waiting for the ending harvest. That's a yearly lesson in patience for many of us. I know that in my sermons I often share some of my gardening escapades. They're not usually very successful, and actually this year it was almost a bust. Other than the zucchinis, of which I think there are some giant ones still hanging out in the tea kitchen, if you need a zucchini, let me know, everything else in my garden just went kaput. And it was frustrating. Because I tended that soil. I hand-watered those plants. And dadgummit, if I didn't even get a handful of tomatoes or a bowl full of cucumbers. Frustrating. Anything else, it just didn't produce at all. And I've tried year after year after year to have a successful garden. It kind of makes me want to give up. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but all of life has been pretty rough over the last, I don't know, year, year and a half. Anyone? Anyone noticed? A little tough? With the pandemic and the impacts on our local and global economies, there's a loss of income for many families and surmounting financial instability. There's growing mental health crisis, especially among our teens and our children. There's increased strain socially due to entrenched stances on how we should handle this pandemic. Not to mention the crippling loss of life, particularly among people with limited access to health care. I was in a conversation the other day where somebody finally said, I'm just done. I'm over it. I am just done. And I'm not exactly sure what that meant for that person, but I knew how it related to me. I think we all wonder when this is ever going to end. Will life ever get back to what we thought was normal? Will masks forever be a new, um, you know, like, sorry, Excuse me, a permanent fashion and safety accessory? Will we ever get to settle into a rhythm of life without wondering if the next COVID outbreak will shut our lives down again? I know that in the midst of all of this, I have colleagues that speak of their churches and how they have struggled during this time. And it's hard not to feel really blessed with our congregation. Things definitely are different and they definitely are not easy, but our church hasn't given up. Our attendance, while it might not seem like it's the same as what was before, if you add it together with our online attendance, is actually really strong. Our giving remains strong. Our ministries are thriving. People are safely in this building all day, every day. We have not given up. I think we've weathered this season so well because we've done it together. But it sure is not easy. 
And Jesus never said it would be easy. In fact, over and over again, Jesus gives pep talks to his disciples because it is so hard. Life is hard. And sometimes these things happen that you have no control over and you just want to give up. James echoes the pep talk in his letter's exhortation. And he shares that there is hope and that the hope lies in community and the strength of our connection. Throughout the last 100 plus years, Wash Park has found its strength in community with lives shared, individuals supported, Meals cooked and delivered, prayers prayed, songs sung, babies celebrated and baptized, mission trips and outreach programs offered, third grade Bibles given, families made and grown here. This week is the culmination of several weeks where we've been looking at the stories of Washington Park United Methodist Church. And again, I really encourage you to go to our YouTube page and just see all the different parts. There are four parts and hear the stories that the people shared. And today the question was, what is your hope for the future of Wash Park UMC? And as I listened to the stories of the video today, it was clear that the hope is this, that we stay active and vital in the lives of people in this community, generation after generation. And when life gets tough to find strength in each other, enough to dream again. And to remember that we are the embodiment of a previous generation's dream. And we continue to pray and dream for life to flourish here at Wash Park UMC. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.